You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. No more Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson has left the building. He gone. You know who else is gone? Um, the Houston Rockets because they left. Um... I am joined here in Chesapeake Energy Arena with Madison Morris, as always, and Derek Parker, our trusty intern, who got really close to James Harden's beard. Uh, we need to wax off that their uh, cell phone of yours looks pretty uh, sweaty, sticky, uh, from Harden's beard, that is. Um, yeah, this is Brady Trantham, and this is the OKC82 podcast. This is the last home game podcast in the regular season everybody we made it madison we made it derek we're here yes we're here get used to it um the thunder have a just an improbable win to put it simply um what the rockets led by double digits about midway through the fourth quarter they were hitting every big shot and then all of a sudden, Gerald Green decided to start missing because at one point he was 5 of 7 and just hitting trash. He was just hitting all the trash. Uh, Chris Paul hit some step-back fadeaway threes. He, he, he was feeling himself so hard that he launched a 28-footer. Um, yikes. Maybe, maybe four or five years ago, Chris. Um, but, yeah, the Rockets were just playing really good basketball offensively. They were answering every run the Thunder would throw at them. And then all of a sudden, the Thunder got hot. They went on a 15-0 run uh, towards the end of the game to tie it. Or no, they didn't. They don't think they tied it. I think they just took a one-point lead and eventually led by two until the Rockets uh, led by four. And then, guys, chaos ensued. Someone jump on it because I'm still trying to fathom how Paul George hit that shot in the corner. I don't know how he did it. Uh, basically, so it came down to James Harden having to take some free throws. He goes uh, one of two, actually, misses that last one, and Russell Westbrook was able to snag that rebound. This is when all chaos just went loose because um, – Thunder fans be like, how many free throws did James yes, Harden take, Madison? Uh, too many. He took 13 free throws tonight. 13. Um, and funny thing is, is he went 12 of 13. So that last one, the most crucial one for the Rockets, was the only one that he missed tonight. So, okay. Anyway. Giannis would have made that shot. <laughs> Giannis is my MVP. Hashtag my MVP. But <laughs> – uh, anyway, so Russell grabs that uh, rebound. He's able to get it back down, kicks it up to Steven. I think Steven kicked it back to Russell. Russell dishes it over to Paul, and exactly what Brady said. I have no idea how Paul was able to make this because he legit had P.J. Tucker just – it looked like saran wrap. He was just all over him. There was no possible way that shot was going to go in. Oh, but it did. It, it went in. It did. It was big time. It was big time, and of course, the uh, Rockets had, a, what, 1.2 seconds left in the game uh, with the timeout, so they advanced the ball, and everybody knows where the ball is going. Uh, the Thunder only lead by one, so the, the Rockets don't necessarily need to hit a three, um, but James Harden gets the ball. Um, on Twitter, I, I mentioned that it was, a, um, it was a good play by Harden to get open because he had a wide-open look at the top of the arc, wide yeah. open. Um, and everybody, like, look, I, I was on the floor. I saw the play. Yeah, he shoved Paul. But, again, it's a good play because there was no whistle blown. So if Harden had hit that shot, yes, Twitter would have been aflame with uh, Harden gets away with another push off, another shove. Um, so, it, yes, it was a good play because the refs didn't call it. Um, but, yeah, about 18,000. I don't really know how else to say this without being vulgar, but about 18,000 buttholes just they just clamped up, 
<laughs> for like a second when the ball was in the air and then it rimmed out and then everybody was happy. Everybody was happy. Everybody was happy. Um, the Thunder get a big win, Derek. Um, and now with Portland uh, with a Mo Harkless buzzer beater to beat the who, – who are they playing tonight? They played the Lakers. The Lakers. Oh, the, the magical johnson list less. Less. <laughs> That's so funny. We need They're to just... talk. We're going to talk about that later. Yeah. But, um, yes, Portland beats uh, the Lakers at the buzzer. The Thunder win tonight. So if they beat the, quote, Milwaukee Bucks, unquote, tomorrow night, the Thunder will probably have the sixth seed and draw Houston, Portland. I don't know. I, I don't really know what happens to Houston or Portland in these scenarios tonight. But, Derek, a uh, huge win for the Thunder. They've been slowly building up to this with this three-game winning streak coming into tonight. Now they're riding a four-game winning streak. They've slowly built up to this, and it really felt like that despite the Rockets being being ahead perpetually the entire game, especially by double digits, the Thunder played well. It just kind of came down to Paul George and Russell not hitting shots, but when they hit shots, the Thunder could match the Rockets uh, pound for pound, and they ultimately uh, were the victor tonight. Absolutely. You know, Paul and, and Westbrook, they really didn't, they didn't have a very good first half at all. I would say at the half, I actually tweeted it out. I would have said that Terrence Ferguson was playing the best basketball at the half. That was Terrence Ferguson kept the Thunder from getting blown out by 20 in the second quarter. This game could have been this game could have gone south so quick if uh, Terrence wasn't hitting shots, and he wasn't just re- regulated to just standing in the corner and hitting. He wasn't just hot from the corner. He was putting the ball on the floor, hitting a um, uh, an off dribble shot. Uh, he was using his athleticism on the baseline. He got to the free throw line, got into the paint. He did a lot of different things, and it's something that I'm, I've been keeping my eye on for the last few weeks because I think as we've seen this year, when Terrence Ferguson plays well, this team can match with the better teams in the league. Um, when he doesn't play well, it kind of falls into, well, Paul needs to go off, Russell needs to go off, Steven needs to have a good game and a good offensive game. Jeremy Grant needs to be effective because if – any of those things don't happen. The Thunder can find themselves losing to a Memphis or a Miami <laughs> any given night. Uh, rest in peace, Dwayne Wade. Um, but, yeah, it, it was such a big win. And I talked about it with Colby and uh, Powell and John Hoover on the franchise right before the game and how with the three-game winning streak, Madison, they, they won them, but they had yet to really put it all together. But like I said um, earlier, it just really seemed like tonight – the Thunder put everything together, but just not for the entire game. Yeah. They just pieced it together. Like um, the role players hit shots in the in the first part of the game. Uh, Russell started to get the ball rolling in terms of distributing in the middle part of the game. The defense started to ramp it up, and then of course Paul and Russell hit all the shots to end the game. Yeah, and I mean, here's my thing about that. Yes, that worked tonight. I don't necessarily think that's going to be a, a go-to gimmick uh, during the postseason. Don't get too comfortable with stuff like that because I feel like in postseason basketball, you're going to have to play a lot more consistent basketball. However, uh, it did work really well for them tonight. No, they weren't very consistent throughout the game. Yes, they struggled a little bit. Uh, Like Derek said, uh, definitely in the first half of the game, Paul and Russ were just not exactly the players they turned into after halftime. But you know what? 
uh, for this game, that was huge for them because Houston didn't come in here shorthanded. They came in here to play. They came in here very powerful. Um, and it, I mean, it showed. They were able to get up by 14 at one point. It just, you know, it was a big, big time play for the Thunder there at the end to just really uh, tie up every single loose end that they had to really get everything together and put all their eggs in one basket and just completely go forward and win this game. That was big for them. So, I mean, yes, it worked tonight. Hopefully something good will come out of uh, tomorrow night. They're going to have to really turn around and come off this really high energy game, go to Milwaukee and compete at a very high level, even though Milwaukee may be sitting or setting some pretty key starters. But, I mean, at the same time, Paul said it best in the locker room. It doesn't really matter uh, how other teams prepare for the Thunder to come to town. I mean, it just it, it really comes down to how the Thunder prepare themselves. So just depending, like, how they're going to show up tomorrow night, that's going to be crucial for them. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't get too comfortable with just, oh, kind of being lax at day school throughout the game but really tying it up there at the end. That's not really always going to work for you so I mean I could just be speaking complete and total bogus right now but that's just I mean that's how postseason basketball is you just have to play consistent and so that's something we're gonna have to keep an eye out for I mean the main thing and I don't know if you guys have kind of felt this just in terms of watching the game or just being in the locker room uh, all that funk that the Thunder were in and they were not just in a funk on the floor there was a lot of kind of how do we how do we just go about business in terms of like with the media when we know we put out such a bad performance like against Memphis or, or Miami or that terrible third quarter collapse against the Pacers on the road? Um, the, th- the Thunder were losing gains, but they, they lost their identity. They lost their mojo. They, they lost everything that went into uh, how we would describe them going into the All-Star break when they were 18 uh, or 19 games over 500 at one point. So mm-hmm. um, it just really seems like that, you know, just winning. And it got to a point where the Thunder just needed to win games. And it didn't matter who the opponent was, who the opponent was sitting at the time. And if the Thunder won it by just playing like trash or um, playing – playing in a way that's not very sustainable um, with their inherent flaws on their roster. They just needed to win games. And so it seems like whatever the Thunder dug themselves into, especially going into, yes, it's the second night of a back-to-back, and that's going to be tough with a late tip-off tonight. Um, You know, like Giannis isn't playing, Brooke Lopez isn't playing. It just seems like the optimism has returned. It seems like the energy has returned, and it couldn't have come at a better time, really, for this team. Yeah, you know, it, it's been an, an ugly stretch of basketball, this four-game winning streak that they're on, but the NBA playoffs are not pretty. A lot of people have to grind out series wins, and they're they're not always pretty. They're going to be ugly series. I mean, Golden State in the Western Conference Finals last year against Houston, that was not a, a pretty series for Golden State. Ended up down 3-2, uh, to two, but came back. So the Thunder, I know we wish we could go into the playoffs with a little bit better feeling, but, I mean, riding this winning streak and most likely going to be riding a five-game winning streak isn't always a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, with as bad as the Thunder played, I don't think, I don't think you could possibly feel better about this team realistically. I mean, of course, yeah, it would have been nice to win two or three more games at least because then the Thunder are looking in a much different scenario than what they're being forced to look at right now. I mean, they're not going to have home court advantage. Um, it's going to be an uphill battle. Um, there are matchups that are favorable, more favorable to the Thunder. Um, there are opponents that on paper, yeah, like Portland, even though the Thunder have swept them, they're, they, they're not going to have Nurkic. C.J. McCollum, 
apparently, I haven't watched the game, but apparently C.J. McCollum could not out, out-duel Alex Caruso tonight. Huh. So, I mean, he's he's returning from injury and playing some limited minutes. So that's going to be an uphill battle for the Trailblazers. And the Thunder with the Rockets, at least. Um, and somebody asked a question. I uh, Let me see if I can find it real quick so we can go ahead and answer this on the next question segment to get it out of the way. Um, somebody asked, is this... I'll find it in a second, but the question was basically, is this... Oh, yeah, here we go. Brad Valancourt, at Brad Zilio, is this Houston team better than last year's? No, I've said that all year. Even when the Rockets have gone on this incredible streak of winning games and putting themselves back into position to possibly get the two seed, have the three seed currently, um, this is not the same team because of a plethora of different reasons. But also, from the Thunder's perspective, the Thunder, and I tweeted it out, They've now overcome a 26-point deficit against this Rockets team on the road, and tonight they overcome a 15-point deficit. This, the, the, the Thunder can match up with the Rockets. The Thunder have the guys to at least slow down Harden, to at least make it hard on him. So um, you can find yourself in a situation where Harden has to hit a very clutch free throw, and maybe all that physicality, maybe all the just everything that went into the game played a little bit of a factor into him missing that free throw. And that's, of course, we can't really prove that. Um, but it does it does mean something when we've seen time after time with James Harden, physicality in the postseason, it wears him down. And that's the ingredient to stopping him and, and to ultimately making him play kind of outside of his element. And the Thunder have the capability to do that. So um, I don't think you could feel any better considering how this team, how poorly this team looked how bad this team looked um, a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, it's I, I don't the Thunder the Thunder have corrected a lot of things. They haven't corrected everything. They have a lot that they can fix. But again, uh, with their game tomorrow night and possibly the sixth seed ahead of them, um, they should they should be sitting pretty. Yeah, and I mean right now every single team is going to have things that they need to fix. There's going to be things that the Rockets need to fix. Even the Warriors need to fix. Uh, but right now I. I feel a little bit better watching this Thunder team just because, yes, they matched up very well with the Rockets tonight. They actually did a pretty good job, uh, especially in the second half of the game. But, I mean, if this is the team that they're going to see in the first round of playoffs, I feel a little bit more confident just because I think that they approach any kind of matchup with the Rockets with a very high energy level. And right now, I mean, I, I keep referring to what Paul said in the postgame, but he had some pretty good things to say. Um, he was saying that regardless of – who they match up with, they bring the same kind of energy. But I really do think that if they're going to see the Rockets in the first round of the playoff, this is a very fresh game for this team, and I think that that's really going to carry over well. I mean, granted, if they do see uh, a team like the Warriors, a team like the Nuggets, even the Trailblazers, I mean, they've matched up with these teams all throughout the season pretty well. Um, so, I don't know. I, I feel a little bit better. I, I'm starting to feel more confidence in this team going forward just because I think they are – starting to pull out some fight right now they're starting to realize how important this is they're starting to realize how close the postseason is and it's here i mean shoot they played their last game in less than 24 hours so it's just it's a big thing right now so i mean i don't know if they are going to be able to tire guys like james harden and chris paul out if they do match up with the rockets then they're going to prosper and it's going to be exciting to watch yo and uh yeah this is just such a big win just because i mean we've over this stretch of games, I mean, we've seen them beat the Lakers, the Pistons, the Timberwolves, but Houston is the only playoff team in that. I think the Pistons were – are they in it? I don't yeah, know. they, they uh, clinched it today. Okay, well, they beat an eight seed in the East. Um, 
but beating Houston is just such a big step, and especially for us, the fans. I mean, we can we can see this team beat someone like that, and now we have a little bit more hope. Yep, I guess interns are still fans, technically. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm a fan. <laughs> um, no, I mean, the Thunder right now, uh, they're a half game under their record last year. They're 48-33 and 33, um, with a win, a probable win tomorrow. They will increase their uh, win total from last year by one, going 49-33. and 33. Um, A lot left on the table with that bad stretch of basketball after the All-Star break. But, again, um, rack, playing like this, and Madison, I think I've said this a handful of times to you. I've never been a big proponent on you have to be on a, 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 a six, seven game winning streak into the postseason. That that means you're playing at the right, playing well at the right time. That yeah. means you're going to have a good postseason. What I look for is just building good habits. And the Thunder had to, they almost had to start from square one in terms of how bad they were playing, in terms of how bad their performances were. After that Dallas loss, like they they had to just I really am curious what those practices were like the day after the day and the following day after that after that performance because probably the, not fun. No, well yeah, cuz <laughs> the Thunder just they played like they and I hate to say like they cared. These guys care. This is their job. They care. But they they played with a much different sense of urgency as if they understood what they had done. <laughs> yeah. And in their shame, realized, okay, we need to play back to our strengths, and they slowly built those habits up. So this is why I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic about the Thunder going into the postseason. They could have split these games two and two, they could, but the games could have gone the exact same way. If Blake Griffin just kind of goes off a little bit more in that fourth quarter and the Thunder lose that game, you tip your hat to Blake Griffin. He's a great player. That happens. Um, it still wouldn't take away from the fact that, I'm, that I think the Thunder – individual players like Ferguson and Grant and Schroeder, mm-hmm. uh, even Raymond Felton, he hit another big three tonight. Um, individual guys and the team collectively, they're building good habits going into the postseason. No, they really are, and that's really important. Just, I mean, they, they're talking about confidence right now. That's a big thing that they've been able to build. I think a lot of those games, especially what Brady was just, talk, uh, just talking about with the Dallas game, uh, that kind of not destroyed their confidence, but I think it took a big toll on them like it would any player really. So uh, them collectively as a team, I think confidence is just a big thing. They've been talking about how guys like Jeremy Grant and Terrence Ferguson have really gained a lot more confidence this season, and that's really helped them uh, move forward. They have been talking about how right now the team is just feeling a lot more um, they're just a little. They're a little bit more high up right now, just because if you're going to be knocked down so far from losing some pretty crucial games that you probably should have won, yeah, that's going to knock your confidence down a little bit. So yeah, it's it's a big big thing right now. If you're going uh, into the postseason, you have some pretty tough matchups, regardless of who you're going to be matched up with. You're going to have to go in with some confidence, or you're just going to sink. Yeah, um, Denver, who currently holds the two seed, they play Minnesota, which is probably going to be a win for them. So it, it all appears Denver is going to hold, going to hold the two seed. Houston, this was Houston's uh, regular season game finale. They're done playing. The Trailblazers play the Sacramento Kings in Portland. If Portland wins that game, I believe Portland has the tiebreaker on Houston. I'm not 100% sure. But currently Portland, with that buzzer-beating win, they are a half game behind the Rockets. Um, if they win tomorrow against the Kings, uh, I believe they will jump the Rockets. So we could be looking at a Oklahoma City-Portland uh, first-round series with uh, the possibility of a if the Thunder get past that or get past that, um, which is 
realistic. The Thunder, like I said, swept them, and they will not have Nurkic. They will be. Uh, this will be a series if the Thunder play the the Blazers. This will be a series of Russell Westbrook being very happy to see his old friend Ennis Kander in the, in the paint, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, bam, bam, bam to the paint. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot that can still shake out. Nothing's really set. Um, so it's going to be an exciting final day of the regular season tomorrow. Um, I guess one more thing before we get to the questions, some housekeeping things, and we'll get through this really quick. Um, thank you, everybody, for the uh, contest, uh, for joining in on the contest. Everybody got their prizes. Yeah. Um, everybody got their stuff. It all went to the same place. It was the first time that I've ever had to go to a post office and put stuff in envelopes and boxes. That's crazy, right? Yeah, I'm a millennial. Like, I didn't know what to do. I had to have my girlfriend show me how to do it. <laughs> And it all went to the right spot, so thank God. Um, so, again, thank you guys once again for doing that. I'm glad you guys got to enjoy your stuff. Um, for everybody else, I'm sure we're going to be doing some more stuff with the postseason. And we do have a really cool special guest coming up in the postseason. Uh, I teased it on the last episode. Um, I'll tease it again right here. Um, also, around the NBA, Dirk Nowitzki played his last game. So, uh, anybody have anything to say about Dirk? You know, I, I'm just going to, like, be completely honest. I did not pay too much attention to the Mavericks growing up watching basketball. It just never really was my thing. Obviously, I have a hell of a lot of respect for him, uh, just what he's done, the way he stayed with one organization, how he is just – he's basically helped Dallas grow into what they are right now. And it's just – it's an incredible thing for a guy like that to have a career like he did. So uh, definitely hats off to Jerk. Um, I got to watch him play a couple times, watch him play here in the peak. That's huge. Man, he's just that's, – that's a hell of a guy right there. So congratulations to him. Um, and, yeah, go, go Dirk. That's awesome. I just want to give one more screw Dirk to him before he's done <laughs> for beating LeBron in the Hey, there's some, there's some good old-fashioned honesty right there. Yeah, I mean, Dirk, he, he revolutionized the game in terms of uh, opening the door for the European basketball player. Uh, in terms of opening the door for the seven-foot floor spacer, uh, <laughs> just Dirk Nowitzki, Dirk Nowitzki was the bridge to what we now know as the modern NBA. So Dirk's legacy is going to be, it's going to be enjoyed now. It's going to be really appreciated, I think, year after year as um, as we move forward. So shout out to Dirk Nowitzki. It was nice to see uh, Dwayne Wade beat you uh, one last time, and it was nice to remember and watch on YouTube all six games of the 2006 NBA Finals. Thank you so much, Dirk. Um, that brings me over to Dwayne Wade, who also played his final home game tonight. Brady's crying now. And uh, I did wear a Dwayne, his uh, his jersey, the uh, Vice City black Miami jersey under my suit tonight, which is why I was sweating profusely. But, hey, <laughs> I'll do it for D. Wade. He worked his ass off for, what, how, how, how long did he play? 16 what? years? Uh, math. He, math. When math. did he get in, 03? Math, yeah. Math's hard. I don't 16 know. years. We're going to call it. 16 years. 16 years. What is it, 2019? Yep, 16 years. 16 years. Um, wow. Dwayne Wade, one of the best ever to play. Um, in my opinion, the second best shooting guard of all time. Second? <laughs> yeah. You heard me. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Over Kobe? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Okay, okay, real quick. Kobe. Oh, did I'm going to see my way out of Kobe, this. Combo. Kobe needed. He needed things. He needed things. He needed. <laughs> Paul Gasol, Andrew Bynum, and then he needed Shaq, and then he but, needed Phil Jackson. Dwayne also needed Shaq. Dwayne Wade won a finals by himself. He won it with the corpse of Shaquille O'Neal. 
Shaquille O'Neal was scoring like six points a game in those finals. All right, all right, I'm gonna give it. To du- you. Dwayne did it I'm on his own. I'm not a Kobe fan. Just but. saying that. I Kobe's like great. Him. He's and I will hear arguments as to he being the second best, but you know I'm a Dwayne Wade fa- Dwayne Wade fanboy, so just let me have my fun. So shout out to Dwayne Wade. Thank you so much for an awesome career. It's a shame that we have to watch Charlotte in the postseason and not the Miami Heat. Um, <laughs> the other thing. Magic Johnson. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Rudy we has been laughing at the Lakers all night. No, we were we were sitting at dinner, Madison and I, with some other uh, media members. <clears throat> Derek, I think you had just walked into the uh, dining room. Yeah, I don't get to sit at the cool table. No, you can't. You just got to get there on time, <laughs> my friend. Get there on time. You can sit with us. We don't bite. Madison does. I um, know, but... Um, yeah, the, the news dropped when we were all eating dinner, and, and dinner kind of devolved into let's all just shat upon the Lakers. Um, it's all been said by now, unless you guys want to add something. I just want to – here, I have one gripe. Magic Johnson was asked about D'Angelo Russell. Um, basically, um, what do you think of him, blah, blah, blah. Like, kudos to whoever asked this question because um, this is the time to ask this question because 10 minutes before all this happened – Magic couldn't talk about D'Angelo Russell. Um, Magic said, kudos to uh, D'Angelo Russell. He's an all-star. He earned it. Uh, he was immature while he was here, but now he's mature. He's matured. Maybe Magic Johnson, maybe it has something to do with the culture that you instilled, that you helped instill with the Lakers, that led to you believing that D'Angelo Russell was immature. Because you don't just go to Brooklyn, who at the time was trash, and then just become a superstar. So um, that, and if that as long, along with, excuse me, that along with, it is 1240, um, that along with um, Magic Johnson saying, claiming that D'Angelo Russell was immature while quitting without telling his boss <laughs> that he was quitting, yeah, have fun. Uh, miss me with the lectures of immaturity on that one. D'Angelo Russell, keep doing your thing. This is awesome. Anything else on the LOL Lakers? Honestly, there's been so many LOL moments with the Lakers this season. I just, I mean, that's there's nothing else to say except for LOL at them. They're a mess, a hot mess. I'm sad about it because I love LeBron, but... LeBron knew what he was getting into. I, I, I just, I heard, I've actually heard some bad, bad things about this Lakers team. Um, from some people I trust. Some bad things. Insider that info there? Uh, yeah, but I'm going to keep that to myself because I'm a Thunder insider, not a Lakers insider. <laughs> With that, we go to the next question segment, which ironically, there was no next question tonight from Russell Westbrook. Only a, what, 45 seconds? Probably about 45 seconds of him, and most of it was him tying his shoes. Yeah, it was... Um, it was it annoying, was, I'll it was, say it. It was interesting? It was annoying. He um, reached down to tie his shoe, twice. untied the other shoe, stood back up, then got back down to tie the shoe that he previously untied. And he excused himself at the end instead of had a PR person say, thank you, Russell. He said, all right, that's it, thanks, and walks off. And we're like, okay, Walk I guess off. he excuses himself now. Mumbling. Oh, it was it was fine. It what, was great. what shirt was he wearing? Oh, I have no idea. What did his shirt say? You've got that right, baby? Ew. It's cringy. Uh huh. Okay. And it was purple and gold. Did Russell know Magic Johnson was? Oh, oh my. all the conspiracies. Ooh. With that, the next question segment. This comes from Soul Gifted at Soul Gifted. 
Any chance Andre Robertson returns for the first round, second round, Western Conference Finals, or the Finals? No. Madison said Madison said it. N- no. Zero um, The question, I think, a better question is, do you think the Thunder have a chance to make the Western Conference Finals? Um, I don't uh, I don't think so because no. this ties into with Dre. Uh, the Thunder have not officially shut him down, and we got to see him today at shoot-around. He's looked like he's progressed a little bit more than what we've seen previously. He was doing some jogging. He was running towards the basketball, which was a big sight. Um, good thing to see. Um, because they haven't shut him down, if the Thunder make a deep run in the postseason, it's not out of the realm of possibility, and the Thunder are certainly hopeful. So um, I, I really can't give you a definitive answer, so I'm sorry, Soul Gifted, but um, it's so, again, it's dependent on the Thunder going deep, and I just simply don't think they're going to. I don't think they would, honestly, just because I don't think it – and I'm not a coach, so, I mean, I could be totally wrong saying this, but I don't think it's the smartest move to just throw a guy who is coming off of an injury like that just back in when it is extremely important to keep your group's dynamic at an all-time high. So uh, that's why I'm saying even if he is super cleared and super ready, I don't know if it's the best idea to just throw Dre in there. Uh, But I also stand by my no answer because I don't think he's super ready. I think he would have had at least a little bit of time in the final games of the regular season if they were planning on using him in the postseason. Uh, just because it's going to be a whole new game of basketball once postseason gets here. So I don't think they're going to want to throw someone like Dre out there who had a very substantial um, injury that he had to recover from. So I, I, that's why I'm going to say no. Um, but, I mean, it'd be it'd be great if they did. I, I don't know if it'd be the smartest move, but it, it'd be exciting for people to see Dre back out on the court. But I'm going to go ahead and say no. No, I mean, per Twitter Warriors and Brady's uh, mentions, he sucks at basketball. So why Oh, would the team yeah, play him? man. And it's funny, uh, and I, I called people out on Twitter. It's like everyone that's, like, trashing him for, like, missing the three shots that I captured on film, uh, which that wasn't the point of the video. The point of the video was, oh, my God, he's, like, running around. A month ago, he wasn't doing that. Um, the point of the video, yeah, that was the point of the video. But everyone was like trashing him. But those were the same people that you know, over the last few months, Madison. Hey, is, is Andre gonna come back? We miss him. I miss him so much. Do you? Do you? Oh, it was funny. They uh, they forced Deontay Burton to order a bunch of food for the team uh, from Mahogany's tonight. So that was funny. If you if you were at Mahogany, you probably saw Deontay Burton stumble in and. Uh, pick up a bunch of food you're probably very happy you're not on that plane either because all they ordered was fried shrimp and brussels sprouts it probably smells like feet on the plane it's gonna smell for it's gonna smell for a lot of reasons so enjoy um levi at levi 639-839-0202 what would the best matchup for okc be in the playoffs out of denver or houston um this is easy houston the Thunder have not beat Denver this year, and until they do, they didn't beat. Uh, they have a six-game losing streak against them. Until they do, I'm not going to be that confident. Um, so I'm going to go Houston on that one. I'm going Houston, pretty much for the exact same reason and what I said earlier on the pod, because I think this game is going to be extremely fresh to them going into the postseason. Yeah. Uh, Billy and all of them keep saying it's like a clean slate. They don't really think about anything previously. Yeah, they do. I mean, obviously, they're going to think about, oh, you know, oh, well, this happened in this game when we played them this time. This happened in this game. So I I think Houston's going to be very fresh to them. That's why I think it's going to be a better matchup for them. And also, it's the same time zone. So holla. (laughs) 
Oh. I'm going to go with Houston because we beat Houston three times and Denver zero times. And that is all I have to say. Some pretty sound logic if I've ever heard it. Uh, ben Noble, the big winner from the contest. Um, what is your stance on better players joining rotation and breaking up the rhythm and the flow of the team? Seems like that hasn't been much. Uh, there hasn't been much difference between Morris and Patterson on productivity. Um, and with a potential deep run, uh, would be concerned to push Dre to return only to get hurt. Um, I will say I like what Billy has done with Marquise uh, in terms of getting him closer to the basket and not trying to space the floor with him because while he can give you an occasional three, uh, he's not his brother. He's not Marcus. He's not a knockdown three-point shooter. And, of course, Marcus plays in a system that's probably – it allows him to, to hit yeah. shots at that clip uh, more so than his brother in Oklahoma City. But I, I like what they've done with uh, Markeith in terms of getting him closer to the basket on both ends of the floor because that's where you can really showcase what he truly brings to this team, and that's uh, an edge, a toughness. And he can finish around the basket, and um, if he can get you a few buckets here and there, it it releases that much more of a burden off of Dennis um, Schroeder's shoulders because he doesn't have to do all the scoring. And if you get Morris, Felton, because it looks like Felton's going to be playing in the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, Whoever else, Noel, gets a put-back dunk tonight. If you can get guys like that to score, Shooter doesn't have to give you 18, 19 points a game. He can play a little bit more under control. So um, I do like what uh, they've done with Markeith. Um, but I guess with the original question, your stance on better players during the rotation, breaking up the rhythm, the flow of the team, um, I mean – the rhythm, I think, is fine. It, it, it's as fine as it's going to be. It just comes down to guys getting or hitting shots. Guys like Shooter that you depend on hitting shots. That is. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Just because I think I really like what Billy did in Minnesota, putting Markeith more kind of like at the five, especially when Stephen fouls out and Nerlens is either in foul trouble or just really needs some time to rest. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of like what Billy's doing right now. I don't think there's going to be a different dynamic that Billy can set up that would work better just because Billy's been trying a lot of different things right now. And I, I mean, for the most part, they've won four straight. So something's working. Um, I would say that the best bet is either to keep this going or if they're going to break it up and put something new out there for the playoffs, then it's just going to have to be something smart and something very well thought out. So, I mean, I don't know. That's really my stance on that. I think right now things are going pretty well. I think the dynamic is getting back to where it used to be and where it needs to be with postseason approaching. So I think it's just better to keep it that way than try to pull some more tricks out of your sleeve. Yeah, kind of to just touch on what Madison said. I mean, it's been an 82-game season. Billy has thrown just about every combination of players that the Thunder have out on the floor at the same time. I think against Minnesota they had Raymond Felton, Markeith Morris and Patrick Patterson on the court all at the same time. That was so, fun. Yeah. Um, but fun. I still haven't seen point forward Patrick Patterson yet, so I'm still <laughs> holding out hope that we get to see that. Um, Kyle Clark, can I get a playoff ticket? Um, you actually can. Everybody has the ability to purchase <laughs> playoff tickets. This is a uh, free market uh, society. Um, Kyle in terms of having a free ticket, I'm sorry, I cannot give you one. A free ticket? I wish I could get a couple of free tickets you for can, my family, you, but... You can have my credential, but then you'll have to look like me because my picture is on my credential right here. Yeah. Mm, and, that's uh, going to be problematic. That's going to be problematic. My picture's not on my credential because it is not plastic. It is... Ah, you can Oh, yep. I'm sure Kyle and I look the same. Like, he could pass for me. Kyle, fight our intern, Derek. 
fight for the right for the credential, and then maybe you can get in. Uh, Brad, you asked, we answered one of your questions. You asked us three. Thank you so much for those, but we're going to skip to the next person uh, for time constraint. Uh, Don Harrison, how come we lost to the Bucks already? Uh, the Thunder have not lost to the Bucks already. They beat them in their only meeting, unless uh, this, this is a joke. Unless we are and, forgetting again? Uh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I'm usually a very sarcastic MNFer, but it's, I'm, it's so late. Uh, forgive me. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, Patrick Robertson at Pat 2000 Observation that will go unnoticed. Uh, Russell Westbrook has rubbed off big time on Paul George. Paul George couldn't hit anything for the first 40 minutes, then crushed it in the final eight. That's not Indiana PG-13. It's also not Indiana PG-13 in terms of hitting, him hitting game-winning shots. Just tweeted it out um, that he tied Russell Westbrook for a franchise record for game-winning shots in one regular season with tonight, the other three being the double overtime against Utah, the Brooklyn game winner, and the Philadelphia game winner on the road. So it's been quite a year for Paul George in terms of him hitting clutch shots. He's reversed that narrative that kind of followed him in Indiana when he was like, what, 0 for 13 um, with uh, game-winning shots. I think he may have missed one or two um, um, in Oklahoma City last year and maybe one earlier on in the beginning of the year. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, this is a different Paul George. And it's nice to see. We've kind of seen the full spectrum of Paul. He can have games where he's supernova. He can have games where he's quiet but still gives you 25, 28 points. Then he can have a game like tonight where he is dog crap offensively from the perimeter. But then that doesn't matter. He can still bury a game winner. Yeah. No, I mean, what was the question? There was no question. I, I was just rambling. Then I agree. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Such a such a big part of Paul's performance this year and even some last year is just having Russell Westbrook because he didn't – in Indiana, I mean, eight seconds game on the line, who's the ball going to go to? Paul George. Eight seconds game on the line here, I mean, Russell cool. Westbrook, Paul George, they've given it to – who was the other person? There was There have been other people that have got the ball in clutch situations. Um, it, it certainly wasn't going to C.J. Miles, who Paul doesn't like for whatever reason. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let's see. David Zink, why are the referees still so clueless to Harden's antics of holding, wrapping arms, and hooks? Uh, Harden's very, very talented. Um, he got away with that shove at the end. He got Dennis Schroeder got called for a, a blocking foul when it was clear that Harden pushed off on him. That was a little silly. Uh, for the most part, I thought the game was called nice in terms of Harden because they didn't go overboard. They certainly called him for a lot of offensive um, fouls. They didn't let him dictate the game from the foul line, so that was good to see. Um, but I thought the biggest travesty was when the uh, – which led to oh, – I'm sorry. Sorry, Madison. I hit I hit Madison in the hand. Please do not sue Rude. me. Rude. Um, uh, what, what led to Harden's <laughs> missed free throw, uh, he was dribbling down the floor. Paul was on him. Paul didn't do anything, but James ran his chin – into Paul George's oh, shoulder yeah. and then, you know, did the Oscar winning performance of Beautiful you know, the whiplash with the spinal cord and the neck and the head and the beard and the sweat everywhere. Um, that was the one of the more atrocious calls I saw tonight. So uh, it wasn't too overboard. The refs missed a lot of calls. They let a lot of things go and they lost control of it with the PJ Tucker, Paul George nonsense towards the end of the game, but um that's going to happen. That. That's that's what James Harden does. He's one of the best players in the world, so you just kind of have to expect it. Well, officiating is not really going to change. I mean, that's just kind of 
that's going to be the way it is. And, I mean, yeah, people are real mad about it. People have been very uh, fed up with kind of the officiating that comes Oklahoma City's way. People think it's a little biased sometimes. Um, I have no comment on that, really. But, um, I mean, that's just that's something that these guys are going to have to be smart enough and talented enough to work through. Uh, they're not going to be able to try to draw fouls as much because if it's not going to go their way, they're just going to have to play the game and stop worrying about stuff like that to get a freebie. And I'm not talking just about Oklahoma City. I'm also talking about other teams that step foot on this court. That's just really the way it's been this entire season. And, yeah, it may be getting worse and more annoying. But, I mean, like I said, you're just going to have to work through that. You're going to have to find some ways to just play the game and play at a high level and just finish and not – necessarily worry about what the officials are going to do or not do because you can't control it and that's that Derek, quite honestly james harden is just a wizard when it comes to using his body to create shots or get to the line whatever it is he i'm not sure the nba has ever seen a more technical approach to basketball than that he puts on it so I mean, it's it's going to keep happening. It's going to happen next year. It's going to happen the year after. So James Harden certainly has a wizard's beard. Am I right? He is a wizard. Oh, no. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. Um, yeah, with that, we are going to close this episode of the OKC82 podcast. It's been quite a fun, fun ride with uh, this being the final home game of the regular season. The Thunder are at least guaranteed to be here two more times. Uh, The first round starts Saturday or Sunday. That is still up in the air when the Thunder will still play. Uh, And um, I'm sure Madison and I will be excited to do the podcast tomorrow night or tonight, excuse me, uh, when the Thunder take on what is going to be called the Milwaukee Bucks. (laughs) So, um, everybody, uh, thank you guys so much for riding with us for an entire home, uh, what, 41 games in the uh, regular season for the home games. Thank you guys so much. Uh, look forward to one more regular season game and then look forward to a postseason of fun and excitement and uh, pulling your hair out and people calling us names because we don't ask the tough questions. Specifically you, Madison. Ask them the tough questions. Ask them why they suck. Yeah, I'll get right on that and get my credential ripped away from me and have Tumbleson and Reed tackle me in the hallway and say, no! It's okay. You've got heels. You can you can I fight. can run fast, too. Like you, uh, like you tweeted out earlier to Jerry, Jerry has a legion of interns, so we can just start throwing them in there yeah. to ask yeah, the, the hard stuff. This, this, dude, this dude has a lot of people that just – it doesn't make sense to me. Like, like, there are other important people at the station that could require help from very resourceful interns. It, it seems to me like, like you're just putting a lot of valuable resources into something that doesn't really – uh, I mean, he certainly needs the help, but, uh, yeah, who cares, really? <laughs> what, does anybody care about this? Um, to Ah, uh, we're just kidding. Gary Ramsey. Just kidding. Gary Next Gary question. <laughs> Next question is asked. Listen to a show from noon to three, Monday through Friday, 107.7 Franchise. And subscribe to our podcast, OKC82. Um, we're looking forward to a postseason. So, guys, thank you guys so much for listening to tonight. All season and in the future. But for Mr. Derek Parker, Miss Madison Morris, this is Brady Trantham. Sayonara, suckers. <laughs>